You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delany Williams, joined by Landry Holmes. Hello, Landry. How are you doing today? Delany, I'm doing great today. I'm excited about starting this new unit of study. So this week, we are beginning Unit 6. And so as we do with each new unit, this one is called Away from the Land. We have at the beginning of each unit, we go over the big picture question and answer and also the key passage. And so Landry, will you go ahead and share both of those parts, um, both of those pieces of information with our listeners? Sure. So the big picture question for younger preschool is what is God like? And the answer, there is no one like God. He is perfect, good, and loving. Then for older preschool, again, the question is, what is God like? And the answer is concise. The answer is, (laughs) the answer is not concise. The answer is (laughs) God is holy, good, and loving. What is God like? God is holy, good, and loving. And that is the same answer for kids. Question is, what is God like? God is holy, good, and loving. And so uh, going with that are our key passages. As you know, in babies and toddlers and younger preschool, they're paraphrased. And they come from Exodus 15, 11. Babies and toddlers, we praise God. He does wonderful things things exodus 15 11 younger preschool is we praise the one true god he does wonderful things exodus 15 11 older preschool this is actual translation from the bible it starts off lord who is like you glorious in holiness revered with praises performing wonders exodus 15 11 And then for school-age kids, it is, Lord, who is like you among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, revered with praises, performing wonders? Exodus 15, 11. So actually, it's it's stated because the way it is in Scripture is stated as a question. But of course, it's that kind of question which the answer is obvious there's no one like god god there is just one true god so uh, just a really rich passage key passage this time not that they're not all rich but exodus 15 11 just packs a lot into uh, a lot into that verse right thank you very much landry for sharing that and you know with this being the the first session of this unit we are, the title for this session is called The People Didn't Go Into the Land. And so we are actually going to be in the book of Numbers this session. And so we're in Numbers 13, 14. And so when we think about the big idea for this session, we want to remember that God led his people to the edge of the promised land. But when the scouts came back, 10 out of 12 of them refused to believe God was able to give them the land. 
So they led the entire nation to reject God's will for them. And so they had to wonder for 40 years. God wants his people to trust him and take steps of faith, knowing that he will support us and come through in our time of need. And I think that's such an important truth for our boys and girls to know and understand and also for us as adults to be reminded of that too. And what a great example this story will be to help teach that truth to them. And so as we, as we talk about the activities and the resources that may need a little additional information, I want us to go ahead and start with our, our babies and toddlers. And so in that leader guide, they are going to be making fruit prints. Now, Landry, how much fun is that going to be with baby and babies and toddlers making prints, <laughs> putting paint on fruit, and then making prints with that? I'm just thinking about the children who are prone to put things in their mouth and how much fun it's going to be keeping them from putting painted fruit in their mouth. Right. And you know, <laughs> That was my note that I was going to share is to make sure with this, you know, they're used to putting fruit in their mouth. And so we need to make sure as you would anytime, especially with paint closely supervised, but making sure that they are putting the fruit on the paper with the, the paint and not in their mouths. And so that will be a new, a new experience for them to paint with fruit. And so as a reminder to make sure that you have an allergy alert posted as well. Then they're also going to be doing an activity called key passage phrase round. And so you'll form two groups and one group may repeat the key passage phrase after you say it. And just a reminder that your toddlers may just say it and repeat it after you. That's okay. If they don't say it with their group, that's fine. The main thing we want to remember here is that we are teaching them, we're sharing this key passage phrase with them and helping them to just be active in that activity and participate and all with it. So tell me what phrase. happens yes. when you have non-verbal children? Non-verbal, that is a great question. And I think what you can do is you can say it with them. You could even pat, you know, pat your knees with it or... Even when I think about too, some of these children, especially toddlers, may be verbal, but it's going to be more difficult for them to say these words. And so be aware that it may not sound exactly <laughs> the way the words are intended. It may be more, you know, just parts of the word or something like that. Or the most important part, like I said, it, the goal isn't the goal is the process in helping them hear, hear the phrase and also talking about it and what that means to help them understand the phrase. So did that answer your question, Landry? It, it did. It did. You know, Good. they may just grab hold of one word and right. say it. Right. And I think that's a good, good idea, even good point that, and I know you've said this many times too in the podcast that our teachers can adapt the curriculum. We want them to adapt the curriculum. So if that's something that if you want to, the teachers want to focus on one word, then that's fine. They can do that as well with the activity. Mm -hmm. Moving on to younger preschool resource, 
there is an introductory activity called find the people. And so there's going to be a little printable with this where the boys and girls are going to be looking for the people, the little people figures in there. And just a reminder, this activity tub that is used for this activity will be used each week during the unit. So as a reminder, make sure that you keep that and have that ready to be used for sessions two through four as well. Then they're going to be looking at nature items. And if your, your location, if your situation doesn't allow you to go outside, or maybe it may be the weather that you may not be able to go outside on this particular Sunday, and make sure to bring in some nature items to the class. And then also you wanna make sure to post that allergy alert with the nature items and then also with apples because Landry, our younger preschoolers are going to be painting with apples as well. Oh boy. And so with this being a little older age group, I'd suggest that before they dip the apples in paint, allow the preschoolers to examine the apples, see the apples, see the inside of them and, and touch them. And then that will be a fun experience for them as well. Not only just painting with the apples. So then moving on to older preschool, they will play a spy game for one of the activities. And so you as the teachers need to decide if you'll do this activity indoors or outdoors. And you'll need to make that decision before the session because you'll need to print the appropriate cards. And you'll see in the leader guide, the instructions with, with all of that to make sure you'll be able to carry out that activity. Also for introduce the Bible story for our older preschool, you will need an item that would make a great gift for a preschooler, but that gift will require some as adult assistance, such as maybe a ball that needs to be inflated or either a toy that would need some assembly. And then there's an activity called describe what you saw. So for this activity, you're going to gather landscape images from an image search or either magazines and one hint for this is to make sure that those scenes have a lot of action in them. And so that will make it easier for the preschoolers to be able to describe what they see in those pictures. Then moving along to preschool worship, there's an activity where they are going to paint with watercolors. And so as you read the directions, you'll see where it's more of a resist painting, meaning you teachers will need to draw a person drawing of a man with a white crayon on paper prior to the session. You'll need to do one for each child. And so that's something to remember. Make sure you do that in advance of the session. And also just one little hint as you're doing this, make sure that when you're drawing those men with the white crayons that you're pressing hard rather than pressing lightly with the crayon on the paper because that will make it easier if there's more crayon on the paper as opposed to a lighter crayon marking whenever they're using the, the watercolors to be able to see that resist painting. And then there is a game that they are playing called Carry the Grapes. And just one little pointer here, it, the activity supply does call for balloons. If you would prefer not to use balloons for the activity, you could use something like inflated beach balls as well. And so those could be the grapes for that activity. And so Landry, I shared a lot of activities in all of our preschool guides. So why don't you share some of the activities for our kids? Sure. Um, 
but can I ask you a question about preschool worship? Sure. Because I know that I know that uh, in preschool worship there is the opportunity to have younger and older preschoolers together. So you've got a variety of ages. And you mentioned about the balloons. Is is there a caution about balloons, using balloons with three-year-olds, even two-year-olds? We've talked in the past, sometimes some preschoolers may have an allergy, like if there's a latex allergy, something like that. But more than that is that balloons, especially if they were to pop or something like that, they the pieces could be choking hazards. And so you want to make sure that that's why we also want to encourage the beach balls, especially if you have the younger, younger preschoolers in there. Also, if they were to pop, it could also frighten a younger preschooler as well. And so- oh, well, it could frighten the teacher. Exactly. If it pops. <laughs> Good, great <laughs> point, great point. So if you, our teach, a teacher can make that decision whether or not, you know, they feel if their kids, if they do have younger preschoolers, then probably be best to use the beach balls. Okay. Well, thank you for that sure. explanation. I'm gonna go right to older kids here and talk about an activity choice. Uh, option two, activity choice in older kids is trust bracelets. Now, you'll wanna tune in next week because we also have something called trust. <laughs> as an activity, but this one is trust bracelets. And you're using three strands. And the reason you're using three strands of yarn or string or whatever that you use is because it makes it really strong. There's a Bible verse about that, Delany. I think I remember that, Landry. You remember that verse? Yes. So if, if you're, you know, now if you're not the crafty type, just, you know, simple three strand braid is, is great. You could find that online and probably find a tutorial. You can find a tutorial about how to do anything online. So if you need to do that ahead of time and you might want to practice ahead of time so that you can show them kind of what it's supposed to look like. Of course, I'm always cautious about that because I don't want the kids to think it's got to look exactly like that. But we're talking older kids here so they can use their own ideas. Don't make it complicated and don't get so caught up in, in the bracelet that we miss the whole application. And of course, we're talking about that we can trust God who is good, God who is loving, God who performs wonders, God who is holy. So that's the whole point about creating this. And then it's suggested make two, one for a friend, preferably a friend that's not there at church with them. So they could give this to a friend outside of church and give them an opportunity to talk about Hey, we call this a trust bracelet because three strands make it, makes it really strong. It reminds me that God is powerful and strong. And uh, so that's the purpose of, of making two. So you can also be missional at the same time, remembering God's faithfulness. Uh, in kids' worship, there is a demonstration. And if you haven't read it yet, let me encourage you to really consider doing this demonstration. It, it's one of those that some of you are afraid afraid of water and you might not want to do it but let me suggest that you practice this at home and you might want to make sure that you get some durable plastic bags that have the the zip top because if you get ones that are not very durable it's not going to work and I've been guilty of that Delney you know buying 
the most the least expensive and then it leaks all over the place not necessarily this activity but any activity that i use right well would you suggest even doing like freezer bags compared to storage you know those are sometimes thicker i would here's the thing they need to be durable and not leak but you also need to be able to poke a pencil through them so you might want to get more than two you know more than one sample but try it at home if you're afraid that it's not going to work and you're going to get wet, do it outside. Because <laughs> you're going to poke a pencil through it, Downing, and it's not supposed to leak. So if it leaks, you didn't quite do it correctly. Again, and science experiment for them too. Well, yeah, I'll go cool. online and get a tutorial about that too. There you go. <laughs> Finally, I wanted to mention the midweek for kids. We are beginning, as you said, a new unit, and the spiritual discipline for this unit is service. So one of the welcoming activities is to involve kids in serving in the church by completing tasks such as cleaning, stuffing envelopes, taping ripped book pages for preschoolers, so forth. So just take time to connect different areas, different ministry areas of your church, find out how your kids can participate and can help. This needs to be things kids do, not things you do for them. And then there's a, a game, the cleanup game. Don't be afraid of the mess. That's kind of my mantra. Don't be, you know, a while ago we were talking about painting. I was kind of being teasing about, oh boy, that's gonna be fun. But I love to, I love to do messy things because that's how kids learn. So don't be afraid of the mess. Have a good vacuum and broom ready to use and just, you know, try to keep the mess contained. But don't be afraid of it. And then finally, with midweek, one of the options is to do a month-long service project. So that will take some planning and involve kids in the planning. And I realize that when you do month-long projects, a drawback is that few kids will be there every week. However, if you involve kids at the front end and planning it, don't be discouraged that they're not that that with this month-long project, that they're not there every week. Just go involve those who are there and let it be a, a good learning experience. Adele, what excites you or stands out to you about this session that we maybe haven't even talked about yet? Well, you know, when I think about this session, Landry, I think about this is a great opportunity to help boys and girls understand that sometimes it's hard to trust God. You know, we say we need to trust God, and yes, we do need to trust God, and we want to trust God, but I feel like sometimes when we say that, we're not as transparent about how difficult sometimes it can be to trust God, even just talking with, you know, friends, other people as adults. And, and I think it's important that we can let boys and girls know that we all struggle to do things that need courage and to trust God. Now, again, you need to consider the age children you're teaching and try an age appropriate way, but let them know that sometimes it's hard and and it's a great discussion to have, especially with elementary age kids about, you know, when are sometimes you need courage to trust God? And so there's also that application for them as well. You know, we can do hard things when we remember that God is holy, good, and loving. And so you shared the big picture question and answer in the key passage earlier. And I think like you were saying, it's so rich learning that God is holy, good, and loving. And I know our younger preschoolers are saying, you know, there's no one like God. He is perfect. 
good and loving. And so I'm actually excited for this session and then the other sessions for this unit, just to be able to teach and help boys and girls understand that truth, that rich truth that God is holy, good and loving. I agree with you, Delaney. We need to always be focusing on, on God, on Jesus, the true hero of the story. And the focus here is not on the giants, the grapes, the people who said go in, the people who said don't go in. The focus is on God. We can trust him. God is holy and good and loving. And I'm also reminded, like many stories in the Bible, it is easy for us on this side of the New Testament to say, huh, I wouldn't be that person. I would be Caleb. I would be Joshua. I'd be saying, go in there. We can take the land. I think most of us would actually be the other 10 that would say, ooh, I'm scared. Let's don't go in that land. That we're, you know, It is harder for us to trust God than we think because it takes, as you said, Delaney, it takes courage to trust God. The thing is, I can't imagine a life of not trusting God. And I know when I don't trust God in my own life, that's when things get in a mess. And when I do trust God, there may be some messy things happening, but knowing that God is loving, God is good, God is holy, I trust him, I rest in that, and, and that carries me through the difficult, difficult times. It's a great word, Landry, and I appreciate that you added on to that. I mean, like we've said, very exciting week or content. Each week is exciting content, right? But especially, right. especially this week, I am excited about what God is going to, to teach us as teachers and then also teach the boys and girls that, um, that are in our ministries. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids and Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.